Hoo-dee-hoo. Oh, hello guys. It is episode four. And uh, this intro is going to be super quick because my mom and grandma are telling their stories of me in the hospital and a little bit after. Um, I got to reminisce a little bit. Um, I learned some things. Um, I remembered a lot of things and just their tellings and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this and I promise it's not just because it's about me. Um, they go into a lot more details than I did and I hope it shed some light and you know, share a little more of my story. Um, those are the two most important people in my life so you know please uh, please listen and I hope you really like it and uh, I'll just thank my mom and grandma again. And, uh, yeah, guys, I hope you enjoy this one, because I did. And, uh, yeah, sorry for the length, but my family rambles. Bye. Hey, guys, we're back with your favorite part. Back with your favorite part. It's the ad. Um, my ad is Anchor, and I'm just happy with this because of how easy it is. Um, As I've said in many episodes, um, my depression beats me up, and if this wasn't so easy to do, I would have given up on it pretty quickly, and now I'm very, very committed. Um, You can download the app at any app store on any device. Um, You can get it on, you can also check it out on their website, which is anchor.fm. And like I said, the tools are very simple. Just hit record. Once you make an account, and once you got your audio, you can put in little drops, you put in music, you can trim things down. It's on all platforms like Apple and Spotify. Um, yeah, guys, check it out. Hope you enjoy. And uh, back to the episode. Grandma? Hello. Yes. Yay, you're on. Yeah. I can hear you perfectly fine, too. Okay, good. All righty. Yeah, Mommy's going to do it around 8 o'clock. So. Okay. I thought she uh, was going to do it first. She was supposed to do it last night, but she uh, got busy with stuff. So mm-hmm. I'll do yours first. I'll put yours after hers, but I'll uh, I'll put yours in there, too. Yeah, because I'll just be repeating the stuff that she said. No, I just want some of your stories more about when I was uh, sick. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, like, because you had to come, you actually had to drive. She stayed with me. So you actually had to drive from Williamsport to Philly. Um, so I don't know. I just want to know some of the things you've seen or how you felt and all that. Okay. That's where you go. So now I start? Yeah, just, just say whatever you want. <laughs> okay, I was waiting for you to give, ask me a question. Oh, um... So what like the beginning, like when I had the ear infection and everything, when, um, what was your like initial reaction when you saw it break it out? Uh, when I really, uh, when I first heard about it, uh, they had said that you had chicken pox. Yeah, right. You had been, had been to the doctor and then uh, they sent you home. So you got worse and you went to... I think uh, that is when you went to the emergency room and then they sent you home. I don't know if that was two different times or not. But then as you're getting worse, um, 
I think you went back in the emergency room and they admitted you to the hospital then. Uh-huh. And it was couple days nobody could diagnose what was wrong with you so I went out to visit and you were standing up on the top of the bed you were jumping and crying you couldn't see and you wanted your favorite blanket and things like that so I had to step out in the hall because they were gonna do something to you and while I'm in the hall I could hear this doctor talking in a room uh-huh. and it was the doctor making a phone call to try to get you life-lighted to Philly. So then um, I heard him say, well, as soon as possible, because he's that bad right now. So that was all I heard. And then I asked when I went back into the room, there was an employee in there, nurse or whatever. And I asked um, who he was and they gave me his name. And he was the first doctor was, able to diagnose you. It was after you had been in there a couple of days, but he had said you're he's already that bad right now. So he was making the arrangements for you to fly to Philly. Yeah. So that was it that I know. And then um, they life lighted you down. And we went down probably that weekend, whatever day that was. That was my question. I was going to the next question. How long after did you end up traveling? It probably was. Um, this happened... When I was out to see you on a weekend, so then I think we waited till like the following weekend to come down. Uh-huh. And um, of course, when we got there, why uh, we had to do it in a couple of days because your grandfather was in a wheelchair. Right. So we would leave when I got out of work Friday and go to Lancaster, stay overnight. And then we'd come visit you on Saturday and then go back to Lancaster and stay overnight because it was too big a trip for him to make in one day. Right. So that was probably a week that I got down there. And when did you we get a hotel came, or something there? Or did you just go back that night? We would go back to Lancaster. Yeah, back to Lancaster, right. Yeah. So we would schedule the motel for two nights. All right, that's about and an hour and a half drive. Yeah. So, because it wasn't like I no more than an, you mean an hour and a half to Philly? To Philly from Lancaster. Yes, yes. Yeah, from you, um, it's, like, then, it's like four, but yeah, from Williamsport. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, but when we got there, um, oh, you were, you were completely covered in bandages and bloody all over what little bit was showing. And they had just worked on you uh, changing the bandages, which I don't know how often they did that, but they had to keep you with morphine because you couldn't stand the pain. And uh, of course, then they would carry you back to bed and they would try to get you to eat. You could not eat because they were all over your mouth, the the blisters and everything. And I remember one on your ear. It was the whole blister covered your ear. It was so big. And so anyway, they laid you in bed and um, I asked if I could pick you up because you had tubes all over. You even had them in your feet. Right. So... Anyway, you left me hold you. You know, I would hold you as long as I could. And then they'd bring popsicles in to try to get you to eat. That was the only thing I would eat or at least attempt to. Yeah. So anyway, I remember that. And um, just the problems you had with, um, oh, I don't remember what it was, with your intestines. It was like green water running out of all over is a terrible way to say it. But that's the way we saw it. 
and you had to be chained all the time with that, which your mom did a lot of times to help out the nurses. Right. And, and we would just hold you for a little while and uh, put you back in bed. And that was the whole story, you know, just laying, because you just laid there. And then, of course, I think we came down every other weekend to see you. And um, we could see you getting along a little better. I mean, as far as you were able to sit up, but you're still all bandaged and everything. But you had lost your mobility. You couldn't walk and you couldn't eat. So they had feeding tubes in you and IVs still. And then they gave you a little tricycle and they would let you with your mom right up and down the hall to get your mobility back. Uh-huh. And uh, the feeding tubes stayed in. And I think, I know you remember that right. part, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, I talked sure. about that, yeah. Okay, because your mom fed you for like a year with a feeding tube yeah. and couldn't eat anything. Then slowly she kept trying to get eat food. And of course, now it's the opposite. Now we nobody can stop you eating. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you know the food that she would, that actually got me to eat, that she would bribe me with? No, I do not. Mac no. and cheese. Because the, yeah. oh, Cause the Crafts cheese, one, because really? it would have like Ninja Turtles in it and all that. Oh, okay. yeah, that's how. No, see, yeah, that's the things you know that I didn't really get to see. And then uh, I know you were in from May till September. And uh, then she brought you home. And like I said, with a feeding tube and everything else. And uh, all the morphine really affected your mind for a while because uh, your memory, short term memory. Right. And I guess it was long term too. It affected that, but um, I don't know whether they told me this or whether I thought it was from the morphine so much and drugs that you had. So anyway, that was pretty much the story. And then, uh, of course, you left to go to Philly because you had to make all these trips. You know, we're going to have to make all these medical trips down there and everything. So that's when you left for Philly. And I don't remember too much at the hospital other than... uh, in between with all your um, stomach problems and all that, yeah. your uh, gallbladder went bad. Yeah. So you had surgery for that. And at that time, I don't know if they didn't have the laser type, but you had the regular with the uh, stitches and everything, right. you know, the open yeah. type. So then you, then you had that to get <clears> over. <throat> and I do remember the one eye when we come down, they would have a patch on your yeah, eye. Yeah, my left eye. Yeah. And through all that, too, you had, which you probably talked about, all the uh, problems with the light in your eyes. I didn't talk too much about it, actually. Talking about the sensitivity? You had to. Yes. And and the only way they did that, your dad started putting a ball cap over your face. So you would pull that down. I know you remember that. The walking and stuff. Did that? Yeah. And you uh, had that for years because I remember when you went to school, you had it on and some, I don't know, there was a supervisor type person that came in uh-huh. and somebody pulled up over your face, you know, and you weren't, you had to get permission, I guess, to wear it because you weren't allowed hats. Right. So he just walked. If, do you remember anything about I, I that? Do, I actually, I haven't thought of that in years, but I do vaguely remember that actually. Yeah. And he pulled it up over your face and you were all upset over that because you couldn't stand the light. And I remember when you were able to make your first trip up here to visit and everything that you couldn't even stand the light of the refrigerator when you opened the door. Yeah. You had to cover your eyes. Yeah. So in, th- in time that has gotten a lot better than it was before because mm-hmm. you don't wear the baseball cap anymore. There's a story that yeah. I told that you didn't hear, but I, I told on there um, 
there was a point where they actually had a patch on my good eye and I couldn't see for, I don't know, it was days. And I just. No. Huh? No, I didn't. I didn't know you had one on the second eye. Yeah, it was after one of the surgeries, the one that mommy donated stuff or remember oh, I had yeah. stuff in the, de the dead person or whatever it was. And mm -hmm. it, it didn't take. And mm -hmm. I, at one point I had to patch on for like days and I couldn't see. So eventually I kind of like forgot how things looked. So I imagined how things were. And at one point we had carpet down in Philly and we had taken the carpet off somewhere in between there. So then when I took my patch off, I was amazed at how the wood looked. And um, oh. I remember like all I could do was feel things. And I think for a while I could have taken it off earlier, but I was too afraid to. So I just uh -huh. kept feeling around the house and I'd play with my toys. And then eventually one day I just got brave enough. And I took it off and I was just amazed at everything no. I could see. Oh, no. No, I didn't know anything about that. I know when you were in the hospital, I called every night to see whether there was any improvement. And we had it set at 7 o'clock. I would call you every night so she, your mom would be in the room that I could talk to her. Mm -hmm. And every night I was expecting good things. I expecting good things. And it was so disappointing to hear, you know, when I'd call. And then eventually you got, you know, small improvements that you're enough to be discharged. But they really saved your life down there. I think they deserve a lot of credit. Oh, yeah, for yeah. As bad as you were. That was the only you reason know. why I mentioned that hospital, because I, I won't mention the one down here because we sued them. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mentioned St. Christopher's because they literally did save my life. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have probably made it. So. Oh, yeah. And the nurses, when we were there, they were so kind. I mean, they would walk around and carry us so nice and everything that, you know, just I think they couldn't have done any better there. Yeah. No, Absolutely. Um, do you remember any of the gifts you brought for me? Because I remember you would always bring stuff. <laughs> uh, I remember Pokemon. Okay. And uh, not no, I'm sorry, not Pokemon. Um, and the Power Rangers. Ever... Power Rangers. Yeah, I was gonna say Pokemon was a little later. Yeah. No, Power Rangers. I remember bringing them, and um, there was you wanted. They came out with like four, four giant size. No, no, that was Ninja Turtles. The giant ones were Ninja Turtles. I remember, oh, I remember vaguely okay. I remember having them because I, I would take them everywhere. I would even bathe with them. Okay, that's what it was. Uh, anyway, uh, you wanted them so bad. In our stores, you couldn't find them. So we left one time. We went down. And I think I took a different way over to the hospital because uh -huh. we, didn't have a, we didn't have a Toys R Us here at that time. Yeah. And we left early to go to that. Toys R Us store, yeah. And we found—I don't know if we found one or more, but I know remember brought one. But at that time, you were so sick that you just kept holding on to it. Yeah. And I remember that. And I—I I think in time I brought you a couple, but other than that, I can't remember. Oh, I brought—I remember Uncle Ron sent a game down to you, but it was one you couldn't play. In fact, you still have the game. Remember, I gave it to you. I remember. Yeah, the game board. Oh, oh, that. Oh, well, that. Okay, I was thinking like video games. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, that. No, no, you weren't into video games at yeah, that I got time. You. I don't think they're out. That game board. I remember that. And also, my neighbors across the street. Uh -huh. uh, they asked me what you liked, and so I told them Power Rangers. And I remember them sending a box with different Power Ranger stuff that we brought down for you. Yeah, or Ninja Turtles, whatever yeah. it was at that time. Yeah. Or nin I'm sorry, Ninja Turtles. Okay, that's it what was. it was then. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just remember, because I remember my mom taking me down to the gift shop one time, and I looked around at everything in the gift shop, and I realized I had half the gift shop. <laughs> like, even the cups yeah. and everything. 
<laughs> stuffed animals. Yeah. Well, hi. I, I don't know if I brought you any stuffed animals or not. You might have. But I remember I, yeah. the thing that I loved was the gift shop and the aquarium in the lobby. Oh, well, that's when when I we came down the one time. I came down once at least without pop-up, and I brought Aunt Carlene down. Do you remember that? Yeah, a little bit. She came with me to visit. But uh, this was a time that uh, pop-up me came down, I think, and they had just given you that little bicycle. And at first, you had really been out of bed much. Uh-huh. And you... That's where you took me. You wanted me to see that aquarium. Uh-huh. So we rode down to the aquarium. We spent time down there. And you were in a real happy mood then. And I think that was right after your uh, surgery for your gallbladder. Okay. Well, I was telling people uh, in the podcast, the, I think it was the second episode, I was telling them that um, I actually, other than when I was in extreme pain, a lot of times I would be listening to my music, like little things on tape and I would have to play with my toys and all that in general. I was actually more happier than you would imagine. Like I actually uh-huh. did have fun in the hospital times when you would think I wouldn't have. And it seemed like the only uh-huh. thing I, I had my stuffed animals and my toys and everything. And it was kind of the uh-huh. thing that kind of got me through all of it. Cause if it wasn't for that, I didn't have anything. Um, yeah. Cause there's a lot of times they took mommy away and she couldn't be around, especially for surgeries and stuff. Cause there's that, um, I don't know if you remember, I might've mentioned it to you, but down um, where's, where's the place we, we saw Marco. Remember that when he, when he was working, remember Marco was working in the cafeteria? At Williamsport Hospital? Yeah, I think that was the one. And I don't remember why we were there. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was for me. Uh, I, well, you mean, uh, when was that before you moved up here? I don't remember. I'm, the, the, that ain't even the point. The point is, there's a door by the cafeteria that has this like sliding open thing when you go near it and it goes broom. And I mentioned it to you one time because it sounds exactly like the surgery doors that I used to go be taken in back. And I used to scream because they would, mommy would actually walk to the doors with me, with the doctors while I'm on the bed. And then those doors oh. would open up and she would have to leave. And I, oh, and I remember God. hearing that door at, at, I think it was Williamsport you said, and I heard that door and it, it made me like freak out for a second because it sounded just like it. Oh my word. I don't know. Did you, if you even said anything to me about it when it happened? And it wasn't a surgery door. Like, it's right next to the cafeteria. So I don't even know why. It's, I don't know where, what goes back there. But it's, it's, it sounds exactly like the surgery doors. Hmm. Or the, you know, operating room. Yeah. Oh, oh my word. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but, yeah, no, like I said, this was, this was good. I actually just, like I said, I just wanted some basic things. Mommy can go into more details because she was around all the time. Oh, yeah. She was around for the whole thing. And, the, and more of the details of... When she took you out to the hospital, doctor, and all that, you know. Yeah. Doctor, he sent you home, and you know, like I said, it was chicken pox, and then you got really bad as soon as you home. Because I think she might have taken you out of the emergency room like in the middle of the night, cause so bad. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, other than that, um, if there's anything you could think of, you know that I really can't. Um, your car was your mom's car was in that good of shape, so we had her to come down there in the beginning because right. something with the oil was leaking or something. Or something. But as far as the hospital, you know, like I said, we tried to come down every other weekend ah. while you were down there. Yeah, I think your phone's starting to cut out a little bit. Uh, oh, my yours. yours. Oh, is it better yeah, a now? Bit, yeah. But I heard what you. I think I, I heard what moved. you said though, as far as about the car. Okay, I moved a little. That might have done okay. it. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, like I said, if there's anything you remember, I mean, other than that, that was good. We got 18 minutes out of it. You're not going to put that whole thing on. Most of it. Oh. You're going to be fine. I forgot. I didn't tell anybody that. I said that you were going to be on, but I didn't tell anybody that you were going to be super nervous. <laughs> oh. Well, you better tell her. All right. Then. She's going to be super nervous. <laughs> but I do thank you for doing okay. it. Um, I'll let you know. I'll let you know how it comes out. I just got to wait for her to do her part. Okay. You will edit it, right? Yeah, and I'm going yeah, to piece it together, and then I'll make it uh, one whole thing. Okay. And it'll be out tomorrow. So behave yourself. I'll try. You too. Right. Thank you again. That's, bit, that's, that's the big word. Goodbye. <laughs> um, no, I just want you, like I said, it's all about the, basically I want to, from the beginning to, you know, roughly a little part after, Okay. you know, yeah. I started to heal up and all that crap. Okay. Um, but yeah, like start with the, the ear infection, you know, medication, you know, what, you know, the journey. Okay. So you were about four and a half years old. You had your first ear infection. Um, one of the first things I, had, I really had to take you to the doctors for besides your regular appointment. And uh, we put you on, well, not we, the doctor put you on amoxicillin. And it was around the fifth or sixth, between the fifth and sixth day, um, you started having, uh, from what I remember, you started having a fever. Mm -hmm. It took you you to the doctors. Um, Actually, I take that back. You went to the emergency room. You went to the emergency room. And at that time, they... um, they wanted you to see if you would be able to drink fluid. Uh, half of it spilled all over the uh, the table. I was so upset because they said you need to drink a certain amount of fluid before you're able to go home. And um, like I said, it spilled all over the bed. So I was already upset with that. They sent you home. You had 100, I think it was 102.4 temperature. And they still sent you home. I remember the next day, I remember you were so sick. You, uh, well, actually, that was late at night and into the morning. I made a, uh, like a makeshift bed on the floor. And I just laid with you trying to get you uh, popsicles, getting your fluid in you, um, Tylenol. I remember your dad, he, I was married to him at the time, and I remember him, uh, he went out hunting. So I was like, okay, well, I took care of you. He came back, and I said that you weren't getting any better. We contacted, when I remember, I believe we contacted your family physician uh, and we went to the doctors. And at that time, he says, I believe you have what they call Stephen Johnson syndrome. I need you to go over to the hospital right away. So you were getting uh, this. Just so you know, don't don't mention any hospital names because I did I, mention I, that we sued them. So. <laughs> oh, okay. So just don't. Uh, you can. I mentioned St. Chris because they basically saved my life. So I, okay. I can mention okay. that. But I know don't. you slipped. I know you slipped on that, but I'm going to try not to. So anyway, um, we said we took you over to the hospital. You end up admitted. I remember. Oh, you were so sick. You were getting worse. This rash just kept getting worse and worse. And I remember them at one point actually. Uh, it was uh, actually Mother's Day, I think. I believe it was May 8th. And I remember somebody, um, you, were in, you were actually in nursing, nursing, uh, nursery school. And yeah. I remember somebody dropped something off that you made 
and it made me, it was a wooden spoon and you put like a, a little bow or something on it. And I remember somebody dropped it off to me. Of course, I cried, cried, cried. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I took that with me. I remember taking that to me or t- taking that with me at the hospital to the other hospital you're transferred to. And to get to the transfer, you were so sick. They, I remember uh, they pulled me aside. Uh, they put me at this, it was a little pediatric uh, a children's table. I remember sitting close to the ground. And I remember them telling me that uh, at first they were going to transfer you to, um, uh, it was, I think it was Lehigh Valley. It was in Allentown. But they did not have a pediatric hospital. So then they turn around and they mention Crozier. And the, that, the, uh, that is uh, like Delaware, around Delaware That's County. Wasn't Wilmington somewhere? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Delaware County. And then the third hospital was, of course, St. Christopher's Hospital for Children. Um, I, th- I know you have previously mentioned something about, I think you mentioned Chops or something, that, or, or Baltimore. I'm sorry. John Hopkins, that's what I mentioned. But yeah, yeah, that wasn't an option. That wasn't an option. Um, St. Chris was actually the closest hospital. Yeah. So we, um, yeah, so all of a sudden you're being life flighted to, they were planning on life flighting you to Allentown. And I was so upset over that. Next thing I know, it was Philadelphia. So that was all set up. I remember that day clearly because I remember I was so upset. I remember the, the pilot. He was, I thought he was rude. I remember when I left you, they got you all, uh, you know, put you on a stretcher uh, to track to, to be lifelighted. I remember funny, I haven't seen my girlfriend in a long time. And I remember in running into her who she was an LPN worked at that hospital. And she was in the elevator with me and she stood with me till you were life flighted and sent out. So they, right. they didn't not, let you get on, right? No, they would not. I said, please. I kept begging them. I said, please let me go with my son. They wouldn't let me. Um, I'm going to try not to cry through this. Uh, <laughs> so I did go, I went home and then I, um, oh, I packed up everything and I was, oh, neither vehicle worked. So your grandmother was nice enough. She, she, well, she will um, uh, give us a vehicle to borrow to go down to. Um, yeah, she told me to that. Philadelphia, yeah. To Philadelphia. So I remember getting there. It was like the longest trip ever. And when I went down there, they finally, I just ran into the hospital. I said, please, I want to see my son. They wanted me to get registered. I said, registered? I need to see my son. So I went up there and I remember clearly how they had the lights dim. You were dressed. Uh, I say you had a dressing on. You were dressed like a mummy. And that's how I looked at you. You looked like a mummy because your head was wrapped in gauze. Your whole body was wrapped in gauze. And they had the lights really dim. And I, I, I just remember going out in the hallway and I sobbed because I, I didn't know if you were going to be, you know, alive. I didn't know. You, know, you had to be life flighted. I, I sorry. So, anyway, sorry. Um, did, it, did you get there that night or what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wait, like, Remy said she came there on the weekend. On weekends, yes. Yeah. So, when I, uh, yeah, when I got there, it was the same, same, same day as you as uh, you were life flighted. And I remember we had to find a place to 
to stay. Well, we actually got to stay there at, at the hospital. They had a room for, for family. I had a room for family. So you were there for almost four months and there was so many different things that happened. Uh, you were in uh, the burn unit for, I believe it was seven to nine weeks. I think it was more seven weeks. And then you were into like a, that's considered an ICU. And then you were into it like a step down, which I believe it was called special care. And um, uh, you were there, I'm not sure how many weeks. And then you were transferred to the floor and your grandparents, both of them, you got to remember your grandfather had MS. So not only was your grandmother coming to visit you driving down there, I don't remember if you're, I don't think your grandfather could drive. I don't remember if he could drive or not at that time, but she also was taking care of him. And what she would do is she would bring food to us. And I, I remember uh, being there, staying there overnight. I remember people would steal our food. I remember you had toys stolen. It was it was crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember during that time, uh, early on, they uh, you you had another. You, they I don't know if you call it step down, but you went to a regular floor bed, floor room. And here during that special care, right after you were moved, and here it was like, oh, you got to ride this um, little uh, like three wheeler. Do you remember that? That you could drive, ride all the way all around and stuff. Well, here, as soon as you got into this room on the floor, they told you you were exposed to chicken pox. Yeah. So I that then year. you were confined to your room, and it was kind of a a back. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It it. it it wasn't really good for you because you just started getting out of the shell a little bit. And to back step a little bit, you end up with a feeding tube. And at that time, your feeding tube fell out and mm-hmm. it had to be replaced a couple of times. And one of the things, you were so photophobic, you would wear a baseball hat all the time, which I believe you did mention, and you would wear it down over your eyes, but you would be on your hands and knees. And you, now you were potty trained, you were back in diapers again because you had a problem going to the bathroom, but you were on your hands and knees and you, and you had, it actually affected your science, uh, your sinuses also. So you were drooling continually and they felt that, and they called that it's a, you end up with a, a central line in it. At that time they called it a uh, Broviac line, the medical term. And they feel uh, you actually had, one of the Broviac lines actually came out, which is very unusual. They felt with all that moisture, the drooling, because it's actually sutured in, stitched, sutured in, and that came out. So, And then after that, when you were up on the floor, you had um, a reaction to, I believe it was vancomycin. Yeah. Um, you had got this rash. And of course, all the doctors came in. I'm out in the hallway sobbing and sobbing. And because uh, I thought, here we go again. You know, you started on the downslide. What is Vanco for? It was for, well, actually, you were getting your gallbladder removed. Right. Yeah, that yeah. It affected your gallbladder. So it was kind of a, uh, uh, they wanted to start you on antibiotic before to prevent infections. Oh, okay. Oh, so it was for the prevention of infection from exactly. Gallbladder. It was okay, a preventative okay. measure. That's the part I didn't know. Okay, I didn't know what vancomycin did. Okay. That was a preventative measure. Yes. So then you had that reaction. Oh, I was all upset. So then you end up getting the gallbladder, 
uh, removed. Um, and also <laughs> at one point there was, uh, we were rooming with someone else. And I remember the lady and I, I could still picture the child who was in the room with us. I remember uh, him. I was going to ask you his name because he was so nice. And didn't he die? Wait, no. I'll, I'll, let's go back to that. Okay, sorry. Completely, that's, sorry, that's something completely different. I was okay. just talking to you, you talk about toys. And I remember this lady, her leaving and they stole that. I think it was, uh, what was it, a pony or something? It was uh, something. Beanie baby, it was a Beanie Baby horse. Uh, yes, Beanie Baby. That was they towards stole. the end, though. That was towards the end. Yeah. And I'll go back to the minute. And then yeah. next, I, after that, we got somebody else in. And it was a, a gentleman. He kept talking about, yeah, I killed such and such. I killed this and that. I was oh. like, I went back to that nurse station. I went twice. And I said, no, you need to move my son and I. You either move that person or you're moving us. Well, it ended up, and I can't remember who got moved. One of us got, I think we got moved. Because I'm, I'm picturing when you had this reaction to um, Van Gogh, we were actually in a different bed. So I believe we were the one actually got moved. And to go back to what you just mentioned about uh, when you're there for that length of time, you get close to people. And they're actually, and I roomed with somebody, they were from Reading. And the mother, I roomed with the mother in the same room. And uh, her little boy, Josh, was waiting for a heart transplant. And uh, oh, that's sorry. his name, Josh. Yeah. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't try to think, I try to remember his name because I remember we. He was a nice kid. Well, they actually, when they put you in special care to try to get you out, because you wouldn't talk much. You were in your own little world. You wouldn't talk. That they actually had your room with Josh. And they thought Josh was being such a talker because he was there for months, months, waiting for a heart. Because they put you in. And that heart could uh, be helicoptered in at any time. Um. So you, they put you in with Josh and I roomed with the mother. So we got really close with them. Um, in fact, at one point, I remember the mom saying the heart's coming. We went out. I went out on the, um, what do you call it? The, the parking deck at the top floor. And I stood there just waiting for Josh's heart, you know, to come fly in. I was just, you know, when you're in the hospital for four months, you have nothing to do but sit in that hospital all day. Once or twice, I would go out. I sat outside trying to get a little sun just to get away. I had to get away. Um, and then the one day, the heart came. But Josh didn't make it. Um, I, that, was, that was one of the times that I left you. I went to his funeral, rode up with other pe- the people that worked there security and some other people and i rode up with them they gave me a ride to um reading and i went to his funeral and then came back and another time during uh during your hospital stay my uh aunt died my aunt marianne died uncle dell's uh wife right so so your father and i went to that and spent as much time as i could there but then i was feeling guilty so i had to come back you know come back and visit you um what else i remember i don't know if it was that family or the family after but i remember i'd constantly have my toys and i would i would I'd drop them all the time and they would just come over pick them up and drop another one they pick it up like they did it so many times i just remember well i don't remember i don't remember because you weren't in the room that i remember the days i did it i remember you not being there i remember it was just me and his oh, hi bullet and the family it might have been it might have been when you were at the other you know up on the floor 
Do you remember um, why you were there? You know, you went to nursery school at the YMCA. Uh, I had you in nursery school. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's cool. when, yeah, and that's when you had the reaction while you were still going to school there. I don't know if you remember, but they made you up. Uh, a, uh, I don't know what you call it now, like a gift box, but it was called something else. Sunshine box. Oh, okay. They called it a sunshine box. So there was different things, Ninja, Tur- Ninja Turtle toys, because you were really into Ninja Turtles. Yeah, um, no I one, remember. No one knew cars better than you. Even at four years old, you could name every car. Yeah. Um, and the Ninja Turtles, you were very spoiled with them. Um, Grammy told I, me, I asked some of the gifts she got me, and she, mm-hmm. she said the big Ninja Turtles. Oh, you had huge ones. Uh, you had all Yeah, all I wish I kept them, because I guarantee they would be worth something. Yeah, there was one time, oh, no, that was over a car. We were at Kmart, and I, you were screaming. I threw you over my shoulder and said, nope, you're not getting anything, and took you out hey, of there. Hey, this is a positive podcast. It's not to oh, make sorry. me look bad. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, I don't care. All right, back to what we were saying. Um, what am I missing? What am I forgetting? What don't you remember? Um, I mean, is there any any more, I mean, anything that you remember just that she, I mean, did you ever see me without the bandages on? Oh, yes, I remember at first, uh, I did not see you. They were taking you. They they took you out of the room because they wanted to keep your room as a safe environment. <clears throat> and when they took you out of the room, I could hear you screaming. So I'm sitting in your room sobbing. And I would have to walk out of there. And then I'd come back. And then you're wrapped all over. Because your, your bandages would end up bloody. Your right. skin, it's what they call sloughs off. So you look like a burn victim. And then right. when you... when what you see on the outside is actually going on in the inside. And so they tell you with Stephen John syndrome, you have to reach a peak first. Once you reach that peak, then it's a downslide. You wouldn't reach that peak. You kept getting worse and worse. That was a problem. We didn't know, you know, I didn't know if you were going to die, live. I didn't know. Every day was, you know. Didn't they kind of prepare you for that? I mean, you how, can't, how you, can't get prepared, but I mean, didn't they say something to you about getting prepared for it? Well, what they did at the time, I wasn't a nurse. They handed me, uh, they printed off uh, paperwork for me to read about Stephen Johnson syndrome. Well, it wasn't in layman's terms. It was in medical terms. So every right. other word I had to ask them what that meant. Right. And, yeah. Until, you know, then I started reading more and then I joined the Stephen Johnson syndrome uh, group. Excuse me. So back to your question, I did not at the very beginning, and then I started seeing you. Yeah, didn't they bathe me like the nurses and stuff? They what? They didn't they like they had to bathe me and everything. Oh yes, yes, yes. And then when you were up on the room, then they they uh, expected me to do it. Okay. Yeah, I thought you did for a little while. Yeah, towards the end. Do you um? This is something I mentioned in the last. I might have mentioned that one. Do you remember the? Every time that I had to get surgery, you would like go to the end of the doors. Oh, that outside the surgery doors. Everybody says you're not supposed to stand there. I said, watch me. Yeah, what well, do you? Do. do you remember? Do you remember that sound of the door, like that? Like it made it made a very distinct noise. Like because you 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 waited right or you dropped me off right at the very well, end, and then those those two doors like open up. Yeah, I then... hear. Yeah, I hear those doors all day at work. So it's the right, same yeah, sound. Yeah, it's the same That's sound true. to me. That's oh true. yeah. Anytime I would run, I'd be standing there. I'd be pacing back and forth. I wasn't supposed to be there, but I didn't care. But everybody knew you. Right. They knew who I was. That you know, they allowed me to stay there, even though I wasn't supposed to. Every door would open, and somebody, I would jump up if I was sitting down, like kneeling, not kneeling, but you know, sitting on the 
back of my heels against the wall. As soon as that door opened up, I'd, I'd get up and run over and try to find out if it was about you. Oh, that was horrible. Horrible. Um, also, I think you kind of mentioned um, at one point that was when you were up on the floor towards the end of your, dis- you know, before your discharge. I um, had a, a fantastic resident because um, it's, it's a teaching hospital. I had a resident mention to me about bringing in a specialist. He said that there's a bunch of red tape and there is because uh, I don't um, Dr. Irving Raver. Um, he's probably one of the top in the country. There's a couple, um, and he's one of them. Uh, He's a cornea specialist, so they uh, somehow got him in as a second opinion, and he's the one you've been dealing with from then to, you know, recently with your eyes. Um, He's an amazing doctor. Um, And there were some other ones, too. Right. Dr. Back was another one. Dr. Dr. Back is actually, um, he was a plastic surgeon. And because you were treated like a burn victim, that's why they use, that's why you're in the burn unit dealing with a plastic surgeon. He's the one that did all the calls, all the shots. And I remember I was so upset the way I was treated and you were treated when he was up on the floor. I walked in, I was kind of embarrassed myself. I went to go into the burn unit where I could find him. I opened up the door and bang against the wall. I was kind of embarrassed myself because that's not the way I act. And I went in, demanded to talk to him. He actually came into a room and talked to me. Um, and I told so him. Your, that I, your, inner Philly, your inner Philly came out before you became a Philian. Exactly. Exactly. A filthy yeah. Delphian. Yeah. Whatever you want to call us. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, I remember that. And I remember he talked to, whoever, I don't know if it's the nurses or doctors about the way we were treated. Um, I mean, I found needles in bed a few times, et cetera. Um, you know, being a nurse, I know it can happen, but you have, that's something I felt that, you know, you really need to be cautious with. I'm trying to think what else happened. I just know it was a long stay. It just felt like it was never going to end. I'm, I'm, I was going to ask you, do you remember the day when they actually said like, there's a time frame when he can actually leave? I remember I, the day. I said he, like it's like I'm not talking about myself. I, I just remember the day of the discharge. I remember um, having all this stuff because people, you know, between your dad and your grandparents are bringing stuff down. I had a carload of stuff to take home. I said Plus, that to grandma. I said that. I said one time you took me down to the gift shop and I looked around. And I realized I had half the gift shop. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. From one Maybe of more. Uh, exactly. Um. I remember, well, also you have to remember you had a feeding tube. So now I I had to be taught how to do your feedings. So plus I had all those supplies. They got a lot of supplies for me to take home. And I don't remember how I, you know, got new supplies. Um, They also had to set up um, uh, a home health nurse who came in. I don't know what was it once a week. And then um, also they were the ones that actually got me involved with social security, taught me, told me what you have to do. And then after that, you you know, we had ongoing care. Uh, We made continual trips to, to Philadelphia. Because I remember the last feeding tube, you went back down to get it out. Well, you remember that the last one fell out. That hurt. No, 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 there's one they pulled out of me raw while I was awake. They did pull out. 
Yeah. They did fall. That I one know, maybe, um, I don't know if that was the last. That was probably the last one that I. I remember it as the last one because I remember that okay. was the last one, okay. but I remember how bad it hurt. Okay. Because I remember you it. and like two nurses held me down. The, they, they did it in the it doctor's up. office. That was in the yeah. doctor's office. They didn't do it in the in. No, I know. There was that no was medication, best... nothing. No, that was one of our drives down to uh, Philly. Yeah. For, uh, yeah, I remember that, and mm, I remember that. Um, yeah, it wasn't fun. No. But you still had ongoing care after that. You still had a lot of ongoing care. You had to go to uh, Dr. Raver multiple times. You still had to see the doctors. Um, and I don't remember who took over for Dr. Back because Dr. Back did leave. He went into a completely different yeah. area of, of of medicine, you know, plastic surgery. But it's more now adult women. I remember liking the guy medicine. with the coffee breath. I don't know his name, but I remember he had uh, coffee he breath. Spanish. He was yeah. Spanish. Uh, oh, he was always really nice to me. I I can picture him too. It's funny. I just always like massage said, oh. my shoulders and just Did be he? nice to him. Yeah, he was always like a really nice guy. That's the only reason I remember because sometimes I couldn't see and then I just smelled coffee. So yeah, you I kept saying, "Ooh, ooh, he has coffee breath." Yeah. That's what you kept saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you um? I mean, I'm, oh yeah. One thing I wanted you to go into about the surgery where you gave cells off of your eye. Okay, so that was uh, at a later time. Um, right. I got to kind of tell you this whole story because but... uh, at the time we went down to talk to Dr. Raber, and it's uh, what they call a limbohomograph. So they yep. don- I donated cells off of my cornea to you. Now, they talked about the best results would be from a full sibling, but your sister mm-hmm. was only your half-sister. Right. So, hmm? Right. No, I'm just agreeing okay. with you. So when we went down, your father went down and your dad said, oh, I would do anything for my son. And the doctor said about, you know, started talking about it. He goes, oh, well, he pointed to me. Oh, I guess she would be the best candidate, the best oh, I'm person. I'm not setting you in this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. You better not. So, <laughs> you know, lose a fan. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> anyway, so we end up doing the surgery and both of us, um, Neither of us could see at that time because, you know, my eye was patched, your eye was patched. And, um, of course, it did not take, there was something I was going to say, and I can't remember, but uh, it did not take your cornea clouded over again. Mm-hmm. And I, um, the recovery, that was the same day surgery. So we were in, and I remember when they were taking, scraping the cells off my eyes all i can remember is dr raver saying pam wake up pam wake up wake up give me medicine to sleep yeah right and I remember he just kept saying that and then after i was done they got me out and they brought brought you in and then that's when your operation took place yeah um trying to remember some other stuff i did i did and uh, not the episode you listened to because you listened to two and three i mentioned about you taking me to daycares and stuff, and how no one really wanted to keep me because they were so well, horrified. That, that was after after I eventually I ended up moving Moved. us down yeah. to Philly. You still had more ongoing care, et cetera. I ended up getting a, a job. Well, I was supposed to be a full time job. Turned around after I was hired, it was a part time job. So I had to find babysitters for you. Right. Um, I had one babysitter quit uh, because she couldn't handle looking at you. She felt bad for you. Uh, that was the main reason she just felt sorry for you because you're on your hands and knees bent over 
and you put your hands like arms against the couch sofa in front of you with your head down with your hat down over your eyes and you would sit there and you would play with the the ninja turtles or whatever else it was that you were playing with uh at the time probably turtles um so at that time the one time i took you actually to my job there was a closet next to me i was a receptionist for h&r block there was a closet next to me i had to hide you in the closet oh i can't remember that yeah I, I, i completely completely forgot all about that but yeah you're right i do remember that and i don't know if you remember there was a guy that helped me out um somebody i think it lived in his complex there i worked with him and they babysitted you for a while while I worked that job. Yeah, there was one family that I remember liking, but I, I told this story where I just sat on their floor and I had my head buried in their couch. And I probably, I sat there for hours, didn't move, didn't say none, just was shaking, really scared. And then somebody came over, one of the family members put a blanket over me. And then like towards the end of the day, little by little, then they kind of put some toys over by me. And I kind of, they had a lot of cool toys and I remember just kind of, was that the first one that, that said that I don't know babysitting I, I, anymore? or it might have been the one that I'm speaking no I, I went there multiple times I remember going there oh, a few times there was a one that I used to take you to and I remember the one time it's when we had the apartment before I got the house and I remember it was all the way up in Ben Salem it was out in the country came home in an ice storm it took us way over an hour all ice sheet of ice driving home I remember I was shaking coming home I remember just wanting to get you home safe um, I don't know if you remember that or not. And that was a family. It was like a trailer or something. Right. Do you, yeah. um, I was telling Graham about this. Do you remember, do you remember the, uh, the food? Remember, cause I wouldn't eat for a while and you had to keep putting stuff in my feeding tube. Do you remember the food that you would always try to give me? Cause it would be, I would probably, be on the floor and you were constantly trying to feed me something. Probably McDonald's French fries. Even after your surgery, you weren't allowed it, but you, you said you wanted some, I'd get them to you anyways. I didn't even think about it. No, it was the uh, the Kraft's mac and cheese with like Ninja Turtles or whatever it was. I was just going to say about mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you you would put like little broccoli in it just so I had some kind of nutrition or whatever. It's Uh, funny. I remember the broccoli, and that's the first thing I thought of was broccoli. I remember broccoli. Yeah, you always would put it in the mac and cheese because otherwise I wouldn't have eaten it. And he used to like used to threaten me that you would take me to the hospital. You would take me back to the hospital. That was the only way you can get me to eat. I always threatened you. Well, you know what I mean. It worked because I didn't want to go yeah. back. Yeah, exactly. I probably threatened you with the feeding tube. Yeah, whatever. I, yeah, there I, was things in there. I think I threatened you with the feeding tube. Well, you're going to have to go back and get the feeding tube. I could, because that was a, I was worried me, you know. I didn't yeah. want you losing weight. I was scared that you were going to have to end up with that feeding tube again, you know. I mean, you um, you really took you really took this tough emotionally. You know, that was a big thing. That's why they put you with other people. You went talk, you went into like a little shell. Yeah. Well, I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. I said one of the things that, that one of the only, I think you probably heard it. I was talking about how the only thing that kind of got me through it, other than you and grandma was uh, my toys and like the music I had and, and, you know, my stuffed animals. That was kind of, I kind of went into this like made up world where I just didn't talk to anybody, but in my head I was doing things. Well, um, I don't know. Sorry. But I don't know if you remember this, but you were um, when we bought the house. I mean, I don't think anybody really understands how photophobic you were, and especially right. the, you know, and not just photophobic. You just lost a good portion of your vision that you had perfect vision. Right. And when we bought the house, what I would do is I would turn our days and nights around. So I would um, um, 
stay up all night with you. And then we would sleep during the day. And I remember, I I still to this day remember the one day your window was open and kids were riding up and down the, uh, the alley on bikes. I sat and I bawled and I bawled. I was so upset. I'm like, my son can't do that. I'm going to try not to cry myself (laughs) now. Um, uh, he kept, I, I shut the windows and that's when I decided to change our days and our nights. Um, and you had gotten a, uh, a bike. I let you ride the bike. I didn't care if neighbors cared or not. Didn't give a hoot that I would let you ride your bike during the Language. night. I said, hoot. I know. Excellent. You can um, say whatever you want. No, no. Um, so you're riding your bike at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. You know, we sit up, we'd eat. I remember bologna and cheese was a big one. Yeah. Uh, when I remember trying to like, you weren't around a lot of people. I remember, do you remember making up a bed over in my room? Uh-huh. And then we just have like, you know, have a snack and everything. Remember you used to do that thing with Lee where we would get like a bunch of snacks and we'd wait for him to get home. And then we would just have like Coke and, um, I don't know, bologna and cheese. And we just have different things. Dip. Yeah. 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 You and I used Yeah, we did. it, And then eventually Lee. We end up waiting till Lee gets home sometimes, and we did it with him. Yeah, because remember seeing the wash, seeing the dryer? You remember that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you were mentioned about the photophobic. We can end this soon. I guess I don't want to go crazy long, but it's good. Okay. Um, but I'm, you were talking about the my eyes being so uh, photogenic to the light. Um, you remember when every time in the beginning, when I used to see Dr. Raber, I would just sneeze on him as soon as he would put the light in my eye. Oh, yeah, yeah. And not only that, um, I'll tell you what made me angry as a mother. First of all, you never touch anybody's child. Um, You know, there's a lot of disabled people out there. And one of the things people used to do, they didn't mean, they didn't do it to be mean. But I was very protective of you. People would come and start trying to pick up your hat. We'd be out in the store, grocery store, pick up your hat. And I would try to grab it and you would grab it. And I said, oh, no, no, no. But I always felt like, you know what? I wouldn't touch your child. Don't touch mine. So mm. I was always very protective of you with that. Because people, they didn't, they didn't do it to be mean. They just no, thought you were, they just thought your hat was too big. And I would have to buy a little bigger hat so you could pull that down. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have the ones where it snapped in the back. Um, yeah. But yeah. Grammy and was the, telling me the, a story that I actually remember now. There was a guy who came up to me. I don't know if it was in school or day. And he just took my hat off. And I remember she was telling me how much it really upset me. And I don't know who it was. She said it was a guy. I don't, I don't know. She didn't know exactly the time frame. I think it, ha- I think it happened at school because you weren't supposed to have hats and they don't think yeah. you knew. Okay. But let me tell you, if it happened and you're upset, I guarantee I was at that school. <laughs> yeah. I remember Probably. the one time you, you, you're not going to like this, but I remember when you, um, word overbook because originally you started out i don't know if you remember overbook school for the blind yeah i talked about it all so we weaned you into it's regular class well they had like a special needs for vision and they also had regular classroom setting and i remember the one time you were in this in the with the vision impaired and i remember the one time though i was so upset they you peed your pants for some reason i don't know if they didn't want oh, you i to talked about this what, oh okay in the last caught, episode Whoops! No names, no names. I know uh, who she is. Yeah. I just, I just said the name. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's whatever. She's probably dead. So, I remember being so upset. I went to the school the next day. You can't let him in, in sitting in urine. You just can't do it. That's not right. 
So I remember yelling about that. But I do remember about that school. That was a very good school. You gave that teacher such a hard time because you always wanted people to know that you're not, you wanted people to look at you as though you have no disability, that you're a normal kid. And what grade um, was this? Uh, I think it was fourth when you gave that. Uh, the member Couldn't have been because that was Miss Robbins. Fourth grade? Third yeah. grade then. Th- third grade when you gave the member you had the daughter and the mother. Oh, no, no. That was, was fifth. That was fifth because that was the oh, year I transferred grade. over to regular classes. Um, but yeah, that was fifth grade. Yeah. Miss, I forget her name, but yeah. And you gave them such a hard time that they finally, they weaned you into regular classrooms. Yeah. And there's one other thing that I really would like to say, and you may end up cutting, cutting this out. No, go ahead. I, I, I know I always told you to, uh, I don't, I don't know if you can say this though, T, but I always told you to protect yourself, you know, stick up for yourself, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember on the school bus that there was somebody that kept picking on you. Yeah, and I finally hit him there. Yeah. And that teacher, you mentioned to the bus mate, you didn't do anything. You, know, you walked up and bam, you gave him stitches in the head. Um, next, uh, next thing I know, police are knocking on my door. They're trying to arrest you. You were at your uh, grandpa, grandmother's house. She may not appreciate this either, T. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. And then you came home. You were all shook up. They made you take your laces out of your shoe. They yeah. took you out in handcuffs. Um, yeah. And next thing I know, um, I got you out. Did you spend the night? Uh, no. Loretta, remember Loretta, the like the sergeant or the general, whatever it was, whoever the high, she knew, she she knew, knew him. him. And so I was there for probably about maybe seven hours. Yeah. But what made me mad is, first of all, you stuck up for yourself. Second of all, when you were there, somebody said, yeah, the kid over there, the retarded kid. Do you yeah. remember him saying that? No. So my I, son's I not retarded. I don't, I don't think they did that to me. I think they said that to you. Well, First of all, that word is not used anymore. It's, it's mentally challenged. But, you know, yeah. the guy was just being a, a jerk, the cop. Yeah. Um, and then I remember after that, we had to go to the school. And you you ap- apologized. Actually, that yeah. was before. Yeah. Was, it, was that before? That happened before. You apologized to her. And then turn around, you were then arrested. She, then she pressed charges, yeah. Then she pressed charges, yeah. They were dropped. They were dropped in. in after you know, three months. Get, after the halfway get, point. We had to go to court. Yeah, it was supposed to be like six months. You're on probation or whatever. And we we went to court. They uh, less than three months, and they they dropped everything. Yeah. So, um, know. just trying to think. Is there anything else as far as relating to my eyes? Um, even well, like, I, mainly early on, because a lot of the older stuff I can cover, but it's mainly just I, during that time frame of when I was out of it. I think. Well, I can only I, the only thing I wanted to say is that I think you've come a long way. Um, you know, you still have eye problems. We know that you're still disabled. We know that, but I mean, you know, I'm really proud of you. You are working now. You know, you have some awesome. Oh, you have some awesome friends through through your job and through through the um, through your friends at work. Some of their family members and friends have been amazing to you. I talk about it all the time. Um, you've come a long way. You have your own place. Uh, you wouldn't have gotten that. And that's another thing. You wouldn't have gotten that here in Philly. We tried. I don't know if you remember. We I t- remember. We would take you down to this one place. They're mm-hmm. supposed to help you. Nobody would help you in Philly. Yeah. Um, after school, it, it, it seemed like when you were in school, I got some of the help we needed as far as like, you know, maybe CCTV, whatever. 
Miss Robbins is I'm a number one fan. She's been amazing. She's the one that probably helped you out the most, her and Miss Johnson, through your school years. Yeah. Um, Couldn't do it without them. Once you're an adult, I'm going to tell you here in Philadelphia, um, we could not get anything for you. There was, they say there's help. There's no help. I feel you get a lot more in a smaller town, you know, than, than you do here. You couldn't get a job. You couldn't get stuff to help your vision. Nothing. Nobody would help you. Yeah. And you would end up, you would stay in your room depressed. Uh, I, I felt so bad for you. And at that time, I felt like, you know, I went through this with you. And even though I didn't lose the vision, I get it. But I felt like I needed a life now. I was exhausted from it all. You know, from just all the care, the selfishly, I guess I'm saying this, but I was exhausted. And I felt like finally I needed to have a life. And it was really hard. Probably one of the hardest things was you moving to Wansport. That it, it broke my heart. And you went for a reason. You were angry with me. I, I, I get it to a point. But I also needed a life and you need a life. And probably the best thing for you was actually separating from me. Because you're actually, they helped you up there. You were kind of forced into it. Um, your grandmother may argue the point because she was stuck with you for how long? Yeah. <laughs> Now, now you're a good company for her too. Yeah, still am. She's she's an amazing woman, and she's done so much for you that I don't think anybody realizes. And she's 88 years old, and uh, we call her the stubborn Swede. And um, she's she's amazing. She's not gonna listen to the podcast, so you don't have to give her any more compliments. She's what? She's not. She refuses to listen to the podcast, so you don't need to compliment her anymore. I know my mother, and she refuses for different different reasons. And I know. The main, probably the main one is she doesn't want to cry. Well, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think. No, I'm, I got more out of it than I thought I was going to. I didn't know how long you were going to go. It's fine. Like, it's going to well, be I probably like, the longest yeah, episode, I, but it's fine. It's. And I'm sorry if I went out of order. No, it, it, it's enough. Like I do the same thing. You're going to see where I got it from because so I do the same thing. Of, okay, and then you can cut and pick whatever you want. No, I think it's good where it is. I think just let it be as honest as it is. I mean, there's really not, you know, Grammy started off awkward too, but you know. Well, I hope I hope you get some. I hope you get something out of this too. Yeah, Miss Robin says she's going to reach out to some. uh, She's going to help me reach out to uh, some organizations and stuff when it comes to disabilities and stuff. So. Really? Oh, that's great. And then eventually, Um, she told me I should go to the radio station or newspaper or something see if they'll do anything with it. Um, yeah. So yeah. I've been reaching out. Jean's been posting it on Facebook. Um, on her Jean, you know, Crash JS from Colorado. Oh, Jean. Julie. Oh, really? Yeah, she posted. I've been getting a lot of. I'm. I've already gotten about two hundred people to listen because because of because of her. What? Uh, where is uh uh? What's uh What's her daughter doing? She's married and has a kid. What? Get yeah. the heck out of here. Because she thought she had a second bout of, of Stephen Johnson syndrome. Mother, this is not a good way to end the podcast. If you want, I can call you after this. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, no you're good. Go. I just, I don't want to put their business out there because, you know. No, that's okay. But, um. Yeah, no, we'll delete that. Delete that. Okay, I'll delete that. But, um, yeah, like I said, I'll call you after this, but I'll, I'm going to just edit this and put it together. Yeah, go, and then... go ahead. I got to work tomorrow morning. I have things to do. So, go ahead. All right. Thank you for okay. doing this again. You know, I love you. You're welcome. I love you, too. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'll I'll be putting it out tomorrow. It's up to you if you want to listen. Grandma's on it, so. Oh You're... yeah, I'll let her that. Okay. 
All righty. Sounds good. All Thank right. You again. Love you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye.